The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Over the shoulder pass, Io to Georgie. Thought about a three, instead puts it on the deck, goes around, go and laid it in. <laughs> I like it. Illini with a man advantage. Here is Dosumu for three, and he got it. <laughs> Illinois up big, Io to Demonte oh, Now, from our Illini Game Day studios in Champaign, here's your host, Scott Beatty. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome in to Fighting Illini Game Day. This morning, the Illini on the road to New York City, the greatest city in the world, they say. They're taking on the Maryland Terrapins at a neutral site game as the Illini facing the... One of the top, probably one of the, the top three teams in the Big Ten in Maryland, who is 16-4 and four and 7-2 and two in conference play, while the Illini are 5-14 and 14 overall, 1-7 and seven in Big Ten play. Good morning. I'm Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate here as well. We're making our way towards tip-off. All right, kickoff or tip-off, is it when we start this early on a Saturday? Oh, let's call it a tip-off. <laughs> it is tip-off, although usually we're starting at 9.30 on uh Saturdays during football season. Well, the Illini are going to have their hands full. Of course, they missed a home game in Big Ten play to play at the United Center. Now they're missing a true road game by playing in New York City against Maryland instead of in Maryland. I guess that's a mitigating factor because well, Maryland's tough enough to play it in the road. <laughs> I guess you could say that offsets, but I don't. <laughs> not really. Uh, Maryland's very good. Uh, the Illini are going to have their hands full this time with a different big man in Bruno Fernando, who is an NBA prospect. Unlike Ethan Happ, he's more of a true five that can really score down low. Uh, the Illini contained Ethan Happ from Wisconsin in a, in a, as a bit of surprise, even though they lost. Uh, but this is a different kind of player. Really different kind of player. I mean, he's, he's a jumper. He's, a, he's got the athleticism that, uh, that Happ doesn't have, and Happ's not considered a, you know, a a, a, a big NBA draft pick, uh, probably because he's strictly scoring inside in, on plays that he probably can't score in the NBA that way. Uh, Fernando uh, doesn't have an outside game either, but he's he's more of a power guy. He's more of a uh, inside presence who can block shots and and just play so high. He and Jay and Jalen Smith are are side by side in there, and that makes a big difference when you got two of them. Uh, I would think that uh, the interesting thing about Maryland is they got four freshmen that are. They're kind of, and Jalen Smith's one of them, that, that are kind of secondary players on, uh, behind Fernando and Cowan. Now, Fernando and Cowan lead the team. The four freshmen provide the kind of backup that's good for now and will be good for the future. 
And although Smith could wind up going pro early. And that's interesting as on Illinois' side, much of the conversation among fans has been about the role of freshmen for the Illini this year, outside of obviously Io DeSumo and Georgie Bajanis-Feely, who belong in the starting lineup and are two of your three best players on the floor right now. But as for the other youngsters... Haven't shown much, have they? They haven't, and their minutes have varied a lot as well. Well, Jones eliminated himself by being suspended for eight games. And, you know, that pretty much did him in for this season. He's not going to be – he's not going to reach any kind of peak this year. Now, next year, who knows? He can start over and maybe he can start fresh and, and be the kind of player that they thought he would be. Some have said, why not just give as many minutes as you can to a guy like Samba Kane and a, a, a guy like Alan Griffin. And uh, I imagine, actually, Samba will see some minutes today anyway. By yeah, the, he will. You have to defend he kind of Fernando. Fits, he kind of fits against those guys. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, he'll probably be in Adonis. You have to body up on him as well because Georgie can't contain somebody like that by himself. Illinois has got a real problem in the sense that these players don't exactly fit. You have to play Georgie low on the post because that's where he gets his points and that's where he's the most valuable Illinois player on offense because he, of, of the pressure that he puts on the defense down low. If you put a bigger man in, and which, and which they're planning to do in the future with recruiting or with Samba Kane, if you put, then you bring him out, he becomes neutralized. And the other guy can't score on the post anyway, so you don't gain anything. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, so I don't know. I mean, that's, it's just unfortunate the way it's worked out. That, I mean, and sometimes things don't fit. Absolutely. Illinois played Maryland tight last year at the State Farm Center. Oh, tight. They won the game, didn't they? Maryland won it in overtime. Yeah, I thought I thought Illinois won it. Yeah, they should have won it until, until Williams tried, made that pass. That's right, freshman oh, Demonte man. Williams last year could threw not. the ball to the other end of the court and it went out of bounds. They brought it back to that end. And by the way, I was going to tell you something about a Purdue. I, I never forget this Purdue game because we always say when they're at the end of a game with a three point lead, you foul, right? Mm-hmm. They fouled at the very end. The Purdue uh, Purdue is leading sixty. Two to fifty-nine, Purdue fouls, and Maryland makes the first free throw, and intentionally misses the second, and Harms fumbles the ball out of bounds. Now Maryland throws the ball in, trailing sixty-two sixty, and a guy shoots—I don't remember who it was—shoots a wide-open corner three that would have won the game. When the ball's in the air, it could have gone either way, and he missed, and Purdue won. That's how close Maryland came to winning that game. That was back on December 6th, and Boy, Maryland yeah. is 7-2 and two in Big Ten. Their other loss in Big Ten play is, no shame, Michigan State. That was their last ball game, but it did snap a seven-game winning streak. All right, we'll check out the uh, world's most famous arena when we come back. Uh, Dion is courtside. Dion Thomason will be on the call. We'll check in with him. It's Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted the number one investment firm in the People's Choice Awards. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. It's an 11 a.m. tip here against Maryland out at New York City the and Madison Square Garden. Scott Beatty and Lauren Tate with you. Brian Barnhart and Dion Thomas are 
arena side, somewhere in the world's most famous arena, and getting ready to call this game. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. We're almost up in the rafters, actually. Oh, really? If you've seen the, you've seen the famous uh, roof, you know, the ceiling, uh, that's about where we are. <laughs> so, wow. Is one of you going to play the organ then? <laughs> we could, yeah. We're about that high. <laughs> Absolutely. How has the, how has the trip been um, taking in the big city and all that? Well, I, I got in late last night. so Well, I wouldn't call it late, but after the, the team had already arrived because of delays flying into LaGuardia. I mean, Imagine with, that. Oh, my God. Super busy, very crowded, three-hour layover in Chicago. But, Brian, they seem to have, have had a good flight in and, and was able to enjoy some of the sights of NYC. Yeah, they had to adjust a little bit. There's been a lot of travel issues, as you know, around the country in different spots. And uh, the team was going to fly into Newark originally, and then they changed it to White Plains, which is a little bit north of the city, about an hour away. So they uh, flew into there, and then the team went uh, out to eat after they got here on Thursday night. And then they held a fairly long practice here yesterday at the, on the garden floor. And uh, then got up early today, and, and they're shooting around right now. So uh, they, they had some fun the first night and then kind of pretty much all business yesterday. What do you, what do you see as a lineup today? Is uh, Kipper Nichols still out, do you think? Yes, I think it's the same lineup they had the last game based on what I saw yesterday in practice, in practice okay. uh, with Jordan back in there and, and DeMonte. And uh, Kipper was running with the second unit. So. I've really, I know he doesn't give as much point wise, but I've enjoyed how Demonte Williams has played the last couple of ball games. Seems to be getting some key rebounds, and being in the right spot. Well, you know, Demonte, since he's been here, even last year, is always that uh, young man that's in the right place at the right time. And, and you mentioned it; he's not a big time scorer. At least that's not what his job is for this team. He's always in the right place, like you mentioned, getting off um, offside rebounds. He's always there to take charges. And normally he's one of the players defending the best player on the other team. So he has definitely brought a, a different energy to that starter, starting lineup and has been great, I believe, in executing what his uh, role is. He doesn't hurt the team when he comes in. The, the problem with some players, they come in the game, they want to shoot right away. They want, you know, they want to get involved right away and, and impress the coach maybe or, or and whatever. And, and DeMonte is, is what well, he's not real productive offensively, and he had no assist in the last game, but he doesn't make, any, he doesn't make many mistakes, let's put it that way. And, and, he, and he's defensively, he, he's, he's very alert on defense. He gets his hands on a lot of balls. Well, I mean, I believe DeMonte's a, a, he's a Brad Underwood type player. Um, he's bringing you toughness. Yeah, uh, which is one of the things we need on the court. We need those guys that are going to do those, do the dirty work, you know, and, and that's either getting on the floor, playing defense. And, and you're right. Uh, the offense is probably the third thing uh, that he's expected to do. But, of course, we all know he has an ability to put the ball in the basket. But I love and I agree with you, Lauren, that the fact that he has taken his role and, and wants to be the best player at his role. And right now that's defending and and rebounding, and as you mentioned, just making those all-around plays. How dirty will the work be to, to to defend Bruno Fernando? Is it more about just denying him a chance to have the basketball or what you do when he has it? Well, you always want to start your defense early, uh, and, and that means trying to not allow him to establish low post position, which is where he has really grown as a player. Uh, keep the ball away from him, as you said, deny him and not allow him to get the ball in the post. And if that does happen, now you're going to have to have guys 
that basically go and sit in his lap, that digs down once he starts to dribble the basketball, that they're sitting in his lap and not allowing him to go to work on Georgie or, or anyone else um, that's defending him in the post today. All right, gents. Hey, appreciate you checking in, and we'll hear plenty more from you from New York City in just a little while. Okay, sounds right. good. Thanks, Dan. All right, thanks a lot. That's uh, Dion Thomas and Brian Barnhart who are on the call, of course, here at 11 a.m. tip against the Maryland Terrapins. If you solve Bruno Fernando, you still have to solve Anthony Cowan as well against these Terrapins. Well, yeah, he's he's one of the top four guards in the in the league, I think. But he's a take-charge guy. He's made big threes for them during the course of this season and in clutch games. He's just the guy they lean on most heavily. Just a real good follow-up to Melo Trimble, who was a four-year star for them, and now this guy's going to be a four-year star, I think. Cowan averaging over 17 points a ball game, also dishing about four-and-a-half assists per game. And Bruno Fernando is a double-double machine at 14 points a game and 10 rebounds. Of course, the Illini. Georgie Bajanishvili has been doing a b- good job on the offensive glass. And and a good job defensively. Georgie did a good job on Hap, remember, the mm-hmm. last ball game. And the one thing he did, I noticed right from the beginning, is that he, he'll front as best he can. He will front to make it difficult to get the ball in. That's what you have to do with Fernando. Uh, now, can he do that and not foul? He's crucial to keep him in the ball game, but uh, I, I, I just thought his defense was a little bit overlooked. Now, uh, the fact that Reavers came in and uh, and made what 22 points in the game for Wisconsin was just out of you know that was just not supposed to happen. He hadn't had 20 points in a game all year, but uh, here he is. He he pops up and and has the game of his career, and and it cost Illinois the game. When we come back, we'll get to our keys to the game. Also, Brian Barnhart had a conversation with Jamal Walker, assistant coach for the Illini. That's the coach's corner still to come. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois and Maryland on tap from Madison Square Garden, a neutral side game. Part of a triple header of uh, Big Ten games, uh, actually four games today. Ohio State at Nebraska, Northwestern's at Wisconsin, Rutgers at Penn State. They're going to play a hockey game later on tonight at Madison Square Garden when this is over as well. Scott and Lauren with you. Time for our keys to the game. They're brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance and are brought to you by also Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them takes you to your destination, Hickory Point Bank invested well Lauren Hacka Fernando doesn't necessarily work today because he's a pretty good free throw shooter so what's (laughs) the key here well make shots look Illinois playing at the home court with the home baskets against Wisconsin which wasn't overwhelmingly defensively they 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 can't make threes they were four out of 21 what's that 14 percent they they shot 36 percent from the field and not making shots any they missed 16 layups now I, I know that's an exaggeration but that's a number that came out shots that were close to the basket and they shoot 50 percent or a little better on free throws so come on you got to make shots I mean if you're not going to make shots you might as well not play because you can't win the game <laughs> unless the ball goes in the basket and they've got to make shots they'll get shots against Maryland they'll get some shots I mean Maryland's defense is not that good they just simply have to start hitting those medium jumpers and those threes 
On the defensive end, you've got to limit the touches for Fernando and Maryland, a 37% three-point shooting team. Not too shabby there either. So it's a double-edged sword. The Illini will have to try and contain the perimeter and the post. Mr. Tate, enjoy the rest of your chilly weekend. <laughs> All right. I look forward to the game. All right. Thanks very much. The keys to the game brought to you by Loman Ray Insurance and Hickory Point Bank. Brian Barnhart has the coach's corner when we return. He talks with Jamal Walker from New York City as we make our way towards tip-off between the Illini and the Terrapins. Fighting Illini game day carries on as it's time for the coach's corner. Illinois and Maryland today. Here's Brian Barnhart with assistant coach Jamal Walker. And we're playing Maryland in New York City, but let me ask Jamal about the Garden. When you hear about the Garden, what does it mean to you? History, a lot of history. I mean, ranging from any all the sports. I mean, you got boxing, great matches in boxing. You know, the the old NIT days back in the old Garden back in the day. So the Knicks. I mean, uh, Jordan's you know sixty point game, his third game. All those things that come to mind when it comes to the Garden. A lot of history and a lot of tradition. I would think even guys that are your age or my age or a little bit older than these guys that are playing, but they they kind of understand. Understand, don't they? Yeah, they do. I mean, I, I, they, they understand it. They, they, they watch it. They witness it. They see what the NBA guys talk about when they see the guards. So I think it means something to them to be here as well. All right. Uh, today's opponent, Maryland. Um, Bruno Fernando. Tell me what what you think of when you see him. I think uh, he's a man. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's a grown man. Very very mature physically. Uh, has a very great understanding of who he is as a player. Really good double-double guy. You know, every night, three and a half offensive rebounds a game. Uh, really, really, for, he's probably one of the biggest forces or the best forces as far as center in our league. When we saw him play last year, you see flashes of it. I mean, he was just raw athleticism and ability, and then he's looked like he refined his game even more. Yeah, I mean, that, he does, he, he's doing what he should do, which is he continues to get better. He keeps adding something to his game. You can tell he's a little bit more comfortable uh, 15 feet and out making shots, and, you know, he's done a really good job of trying to get a counter move to his left shoulder. So, I mean, he, he's, he's trying to continue to expand his game like uh, good players do. We've got some great guards. Uh, talk about Cowan and his ability as he's matured over, the, over time. Uh, he's heard us before. Yeah, it seems like Anthony Cowan's been in Maryland for like <laughs> 10 years, and he's only a junior. Um, uh, he plays with a, with, a, with a sense of urgency. He plays with a very mature game. Uh, he gets to the free throw line uh, at a high rate for a guy his size. Um, I, I think he's got uh, he's got toughness, um, he, and he makes really big-time plays for them. He's a big part of what they do. You know, he, he gets guys involved, and he can also get shots for himself. Young man who's hit some big shots has been Jalen Smith. Uh, hit a big shot late in the game, I think, to beat Nebraska. Talk about his game a little bit as he's uh, one of those highly touted freshmen. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a young team Maryland has, but I think this kid Jalen Smith is, is, is one of the most talented freshmen in our league. And um, 6'10", with, with, with guard skills and ability with good good touch, uh, can shoot threes, can handle the ball a little bit. And, you know, what he's what he's lacking is something he can't control is continue to get physically mature. You can tell he's not quite there, but, you know, with his 6'10", and his great length, and he's a really good offensive rebounder, he's going to do nothing but continue to get better. So we talked about the big three. Uh, who comes off the bench? Who else do we need to keep an eye on? Uh, Daryl Marcel is a really good player. I love Anthony Ayala, who's a freshman. He's kind of got that, as I like to say, the old school YMCA game. I think he's probably 18, 19 years old. And when he's 40, he's probably going to have the same game. Um, not based on athleticism, not based on 
uh, you know, the high-flying players that we tend to get to know, but is, he has a high basketball IQ, and, and, and he's very, very smart. So um, I think he's a guy that you keep on. And then Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins is a kid who comes off the bench, who averages eight points a game, shoots 40-plus from three, and that's hard to do as a freshman this late in the season. We'll take a break. Back with Jamal Walker on our Coach's Corner here from New York City. It's Illinois basketball here today on the Coach's Corner from Madison Square Garden, Illinois and Maryland. Uh, we go from playing Iowa, who likes to push the ball, to Wisconsin, who doesn't. Uh, Maryland somewhere in between? Yeah, Maryland somewhere in between. Uh, they'll take their opportunities when they can. Uh, Anthony Cowan is the kid who like, can play fast, he can play slow. Um, the biggest thing they want to try to do is that they want to try to get the ball inside, and they want to really do a good job of offensive rebounding. And then, um, and then when things break down, they have a kid in Anthony Cowan who can make a play for somebody. Talk about their defense. What does Mark Turgeon like to do? His team's uh, usually pretty good defensively. Yeah, really good. They're top, uh, not only they're top, top 50 in both offense and defense and efficiency on, uh, on the year. Um, they're primarily, primarily a man-to-man team. Uh, they play a little bit of 3-2 zone. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll press rarely. Um, they, they rely a lot on uh, positioning with their defense. They have good length and size, and because of that, it's hard to pierce their defense. So we're going to do a really good job of ball movement and player movement to get, get guys moving so we can space them out and then look to attack. As in any sport, when you win, when your record looks really good, you've probably won a lot of close games, and that's been the case with Maryland this year, too. Uh, they, they've won a lot of close games, and I, I think I, I contribute that, too, to, to the maturity of Anthony Cowan as a player. And like I said, I feel like he's been in the league for a long time, and because of that, he has great experience. There's not a lot of things he hadn't he hadn't seen throughout his career here in the Big Ten. So um, he's made like every big play when they needed it down the stretch. And uh, we're going to do a really good job of containing him. Uh, we're going to have to minimize his touches and try to find a way that when it gets down to crunch time that he he's not near as effective. And uh, be strong on the glass today, right? Be strong on the glass. That's something that uh, you know that we haven't had. A, that's not a strength of ours, but we're we're getting better. And I feel like that's a big big key to this game is our ability to rebound. Well, it's been fun watching our young guys develop as we've gone. Uh, Georgie continues to uh, be pretty consistent here in recent games. I'm talking 18, 20 points, 7, 8 rebounds. But the offensive rebounding is where he's picked up his game. Yeah, I think Georgie's starting to understand that, you know, those are extra points he can get, and that that helps our team. I mean, it puts fouls on people. It helps get points. It gets him to the foul line, which gets us to the bonus quicker. So everybody can get to the foul line. So it only enhances his game, and it helps our team. So we got to get more guys to buy into that and, and to give that effort that he's done on the offensive boards. Mm-hmm. And, and you know as a coach, you can see guys develop over the course of a year, but sometimes he's like growing fast, yeah. quickly in different points of the yeah, game. Yeah, he is. He is. He's starting to understand uh, the, the, the nuances that can help him. Uh, and it's just helped our team. I mean, we got a couple other guys that are, that are doing it as well. It's just not showing up on the stat sheet yeah. as much as his. Speaking of stats, give me a couple of key ones today by the end of the game. Uh, rebounding. Yeah. Rebounding. I mean, they're plus, 10, they're plus 10 on the year on their opponent, meaning that they're you know, if their opponent gets 30 rebounds, they get 40. Uh, so uh, we got to minimize that. We got to be at like three or four. You know, we're not. Gonna, I don't know if we're going to out rebound them totally, but we we can't get blown out where it's 10 plus 10 or above. You know, that that shows. And then, and then our ability to get points in the paint. I think we've done that consistently. We got to continue to do that. Even though they got guys who are long and shot blocking and they keep their defense tight, we still got to be able to pierce the defense. And we've done a good job of that lately. We got to continue to do that. Last year's game was a wild game we had with them. I mean, they were up big. We came way back, came down to overtime. I, I expect some. I don't expect to be back that down, but I expect that type of game where it could be possibly wild and a lot of momentum swings. This is kind of the nature of the game when you play them, two younger teams that are kind of trying to figure out themselves. You know, they've, they've done a good job 
with their schedule and, and, and won some close games. And uh, now it's time for us to kind of do the same. All right. Thanks, Jamal. Good luck. Thank you. That's Jamal Walker, the coach's corner from New York. And the coach's corner is brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign. After the ball game, it's the Fasteners, etc. post-game show. Michael Kaiser will be with you for that. I'm Scott Beatty. Thanks for listening to Fighting Illini Game Day. More from New York City in just a moment. Tip-off at 11 a.m. between the Illini and Maryland here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Station.